are back. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> timing is good on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and I'm the Big Ugly, and this is episode one oh eight. That's right, one oh eight. It's it's about the quality. I keep saying it, Big Ugly. At this point, it's it's uh, you know we were doing this what every two three quality weeks back over quantity. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I guess because the pro wrestling world is moving so fast these days, um, it's just, you know, sometimes two, three weeks just doesn't cut it. You know, we're, we come in and we could talk three hours and then we could talk another three hours. It's like, let's let's do a couple of segments and let's get it going and let's have a good time with it. Big Ugly, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing all right, man. I can't complain, but good. I usually do anyway. <laughs> That's all right. I'm yeah. glad you're doing good because. um on this episode, episode 108, you know, you know how I like to, I, I take notes, you know, this is what I do, you know, yes. you, and I just, uh, I just go off the top, right off the top, off the dome. little yeah. off the top. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, we're going to, in this episode, we're going to talk a lot about WWE. I'm just going to throw some words out. We're going to talk about WWE. We're going to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about Ring of Honor. We're going to talk about CM Punk. We're going to talk about John Moxley. We're going to talk about Clash at the Castle, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. Probably that was SummerSlam. So Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about NXT, NXT 2.0, NXT Black and Gold. I don't know what it is anymore. They changing color like I don't know what. Um but Listen, we're gonna talk about yeah, it. Yeah, everything is reverting back now that Vince is gone. That's just <laughs> that's just what's happening. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh Vin- Vince retires publicly, yeah. and we see a massive shift in both huge companies right now. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence. Got somebody coming in. Somebody coming in, and uh, you know, th- this is something else we're going to talk about during this podcast. As soon as he gets connected, um, this is uh, one of the guys I've known for a lot of years. He's uh, he's behind the pencil, but he's also a performer. He's a good guy. He's a big pro wrestling fan, um, and he's joining us right now. He's going to talk a little bit about EWA's next offering, which is called Evolution. And uh, there he is, the one and only uh, Christian uh, Vinny Versace. How you doing, man? Ah, oh, doing great. How about yourself? Very, very, very good. Very good. You're not, you're not hanging or being hung there. I see a ceiling fan above your head. That's uh, you're not trying to pull any Billy Bob, are you? No, not today. Okay, we'll see good. what tomorrow brings, but not today. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you joining us. I know you're a busy man. Uh, you know, you got you got family, you got friends, you got work, you got you got EWA. This is what I was just leading into. Um, episode 108, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We've been covering EWA Pro Wrestling since forever, Big Ugly. Yes. Uh, um, it's been since a the beginning. Yeah. Since the beginning. <laughs> That's right. And uh, Chris, you've been there since the beginning, uh, well, long before my beginning, probably. Um, but anyway, I wanted you to just kind of throw it out there. We were going to talk about EWA Evolutions coming up uh, September 24th, I believe, Saturday in Bel Air in the castle, right? That it is. Back to the castle for a big lineup 10 matches in total which Ten is more, matches. more than we normally do but i'll probably get heat for that but it just happened to be 10 this time so now can we get can we get everybody in and out of there on the time limit on the time frame we'll, we'll be shortening matches or you know what it's just going to happen uh we're going to get people in and out of the time it's going to be well we don't know how long the matches will go but i'm hoping for some action-packed tight matches and then we'll uh get out of there at 10 30. That's right. And, and that's good for families. It's good for kids. It's good for everybody to come in and see it, uh, you know, at all ages, all ages. This is a, this is going to be great. Now, uh, last time we were there was for the Great Maryland Bash, by the way, great name. Um, I, I love it. 
and uh, got some new uh, set pieces, some new scenery up there. But we also had some uh, new champions, new feuds, things like that. I was uh, proud to be there uh, with the stripes on. Uh, I'm just going to go through a few things because you obviously can follow EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook, and you should do that. Um, follow, like, join the events, all this good stuff. I believe the new champion, uh, Grizzly O, is going to be. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm sorry, not. He's not the new champion. He, he attacked the new champion. I apologize. It's all right. Grizzly O and Mr. Jones is the last one I saw popping up there. Mr. Jones just like to run in on everything, so we're just going to give him his own match. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> this one, uh, they both. Uh messaged dwa and was like we want to fight each other and what that's one of the reasons why we have 10 matches because it wasn't scheduled to be this way but when two competitors of that nature are demanding to fight each other i mean how can you say no to that i can't i mean mr you know mr jones big ugly you know grizzly oh yes, Dark Horse, yes you know i know him. all of them yeah this, this is, there's some history in this match this yeah. is some these are two veterans going at it right here it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, uh, also, we've got now this one. This one, I believe, is going to one of the ones that's going to steal the show right here. Uh, the Cruiserweight Champion, Saul, Saul Esparza and JB Jr. I mean, you know, I, I just can't. You know, this is just going to highlight reel all over it, Chris. Oh, yeah. they Their first match in UWA was against each other. It went to a 10 minute time limit draw mm. uh, back in 2019. I believe it was May. Um, yeah, it was May. And they basically, they teamed up right after that, joined the Christian Academy, so they never actually found out who was the better wrestler. So I am, actually, we have said it because they both demanded it. There'll be no time limit for this match. Woo! So it'll go down to whoever wins. Um, hopefully that won't bite me in the butt, but <laughs> we're, we're not going to do no 10-minute time limit for this one. No more draws. It's, there's going to be a winner. Pinfall or submission, there must be a winner. I gotta say, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna be joining at this one uh, for some pre pre conflicts, but I would have loved to have been a referee for this one. This one, yeah, definitely give me some exercise, some cardio. <laughs> uh, be running around. Very excited to to hear about this one. Um, now here, here's one that's just kind of culminated in the last couple of days and, uh, big ugly, I'm just kind of going through the card here, but step in yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know you got EWA stuff, but, uh, we're going to have, now this is one that's close and personal to my heart. And this is one I might've been involved in if I'd have been around, but, um, we got Corey Bush and ref Stellman. Oh my God. Against hero Napier, Michael Anthony and ref Ian ref versus ref. It's a mixed tag, kind of a handicap mixed tag. Uh, what, I mean, obviously some stuff went down at, at the Great Maryland Bash, but uh, we, we're looking for some retribution here. Absolutely. Uh, Corey Bush demanded a three-on-one match, and we just we couldn't sanction such a match. That's just there's limits to what Maryland will allow. Yeah. And what we can we can't justify putting him against three guys of that nature. So we said, look, three on two, we could probably get past the commission. They'll be okay with it. Find a partner. Um, so Corey Bush sent a message out and much to our surprise, one of our EWA pain factory students, Stellman, who refed on the, you know, sometimes when you're breaking in, you're refing right. as well. He was the referee of the Corey Bush, Michael Anthony match and the chaos. He took it as a personal dis disrespect mm. to him as the ref. So he was like, put me in, I'm training. He's not fully trained just yet, but he should have enough. And Corey Bush was like, I don't care. I want to fight these three guys. I'll fight with anyone. You're in. 
and uh, that's how we got to it. That's it's an amazing story, and uh, even if Stellman just stays on the apron, and he, that's going to make it legal for the commission, and you know Corey Bush could go in the ring and fight all three of them, you know, legally and justifiably. But we're going to see what's going to happen with that three on two mixed tag team ref versus ref. Uh, I'm very excited to see how that one goes down. And uh, got we've got we got a pre show, we got appetizer matches. Um, th- there's a couple of them going in there, but here here's one that I'm uh, excited about. I, it's a, a number one contenders match, I guess, for the EWA tag team championship you got pure ignorance got black magic black magic we got uh hamish and old boy old man young boy which is interesting because uh you know the the um giuseppe you know he's not in uh you know uh, the only but anyway jason drake and jesse orion we saw this kind of it's kind of going back and forth we don't know if they're going to get along or not but this is a a four-way number one contenders match there's a lot of talent in there oh yeah it could any any one of those teams could proudly walk into Rage in the Cage as the number one contenders, and we would be ecstatic. I mean, that, that top level of talent in that match, uh, Pure Ignorance is just tearing it up everywhere they go. Uh, very proud to have them involved. Uh, Black Magic, enough said, long-time <laughs> reigning tag team champions for EWA. They want that rematch bad, I know that. Uh, Jason Drake and Jesse Orion, they're getting their foot feet wet as a team. They just they beat uh, they Austin Everett and Eddie Bloss last year. Right, show. right. Um, and then you got uh, one half of the Grimy Scots and Old Man Young Boy. Mustache and, or no mustache, either way, I mean, he, he's coming. He's filling in. They, they've been teaming together a little bit, and Grizzly was unavailable, so we threw them together. And if they win, two teams will fight in the cage against the tag team champions. Oh, going to put a lot of teams in the cage. And that cage, uh, by the way, uh, the Rage in the Cage, big match uh, every year, every match in a steel cage. It's always a uh, big time. This time, first time it's going to be in Bel Air in, at the Castle. Um, and I believe um, that'll be announced as the time goes along, but right around the January 28th area, I believe. It will be definitely be January 28th, uh, time to be determined. Okay. Because Vince McMahon got scared and decided to throw the Royal Rumble on the same day. Either Vince or Triple H, one of them. I don't know whoever's in charge <laughs> oh, back right, then. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Duh. Triple H, of course. He saw that we were running, and he was like, I don't think so, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he was afraid. Yep. He he so. wanted to get he wanted to get that uh, that that Northern Maryland contingent down <laughs> there for the uh, Peacock viewers, but yeah, no, we'll figure that out. But definitely every match in a steel cage. But that's in January. This is September twenty fourth. This is Evolution. A couple more I want to just go through here. Um, of course, my man Siler. Um, you know, uh, love love Siler, love Dom. He's a fantastic EWA Maryland title against Rico Hendricks. Now Rico, uh, obviously is trying to get the short end of the stick on a lot of things, but he, he wants this uh, Maryland title. He wants it bad. And Siler definitely wants to hold on to it. He doesn't want to become a three-time champion. He wants to keep it as a two-time champion. Yeah. This is all stemming from back in May. Rico won the title for approximately 15 that's, minutes. That's right. I was there. In, I refereed that crazy match. <laughs> the eliminator were the most ridiculous match stipulations in wrestling history. I think. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Hot lava. Up, that is insane, but it works, I guess. Um, so Rico definitely, he will, he has a lot to prove. He is a guy that always feels neglected, I feel, and I think he's going to bring it. Um, Siler is the man. He's the one that's been the Maryland champ. He beat the current EWA champion to win that belt. That's right. Yeah. First time. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, this one, I have high hopes and. I feel like it's going to steal a show, and you, who knows? I mean, that Rico's got his contingent of people behind him, and well, who knows how what'll happen? 
He does. Absolutely does. And I'll throw out one more match. Obviously, there's more action. There's more superstars. Lots of stuff happening. Um, but uh, the EWA Heavyweight Championship, Tomahawk, TMHK, the man who uh, won the title at the Great Maryland Bash, took down his partner, all that kind of good stuff. And now Eel O'Neal, who's been making great showings every time he's participated for EWA and, and, and other factions and contingents, he's getting an opportunity at the EWA Heavyweight Championship. How'd that come about? Uh, first, I just want to say EWA is truly blessed to have Eel O'Neal involved. Love Eel O'Neal. We've been, he's been around almost since his day one, and just watching him grow as a performer has been amazing. Um, basically, he got the title shot because he all he does is win. Ever since we <laughs> came back from the COVID era, uh, he did lose the Cruiserweight title his first match back, but then he immediately went on a tear, beating world-renowned names like the world-famous CB. Right. Um, uh, Zion Hart, uh, you name it, he took him down right in front of him. Um, and this is just, he's, there was no other choice for number one contender. And for Tomahawk, that is a huge undertaking for his first title defense. That is huge. And uh, for a guy that's been on such a, such a tear, such a streak, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a, you know, a one and done for Tomahawk or will Grizzly O get involved. Or, there's so many things that could happen here. Um, but it is for the, uh, the EWA heavyweight championship. And, and, you know, both of those competitors would love to take it into the cage. Um, everything leading up to the cage. That's where everything's going to stop. Everything's going to start. Um, and that's going to be great, but you got to go to evolution, to check it out. Um, give us one more time where it is, how much it is, who to contact Chris, you, you know how to put people over. Absolutely. Uh, first, I do want to say all EWA Hall of Legends will be inducting a new member in blood. Ah, uh, blood. One of those day one guys, just like myself. That's right. Around the very first, uh, maybe not the very first show, because there was a show and then there was a six-month gap, and then EWA started running more regularly. Mm. And he was all there, as was I. But he'll be joining our Hall of Legends. He'll be teaming with John Berg against Sean Raymond and Seth Coleman. In a War Pigs rules match, which is their specialty. War Pigs. Um, it hasn't been officially announced yet, but it will be announced later tonight. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll be already announced. Um, so, EWA is September 24th, 2022, at the historic Bel Air Armory in Bel Air, Maryland. Uh, for e more information, go to EWAMaryland.com. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EWAMaryland or on Twitter at EWAMDWrestling. That's fantastic. I love it. There's Thank an Instagram you. too, but I'm old and I have no idea what it is. It's <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. I don't know. It's not far away. You know, it's it's a really nice building. There's a lot of lot of nice parking, free parking on the weekends, on the street, in the parking lots. Um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of big, like big wide open spaces. It's real nice. Um, up at the castle. It's a new home for EWA this year, uh, for the most part. And it's been great so far, and we're gonna keep doing it every couple of months. And uh, we appreciate you coming on and taking some time. I just want to throw uh, one thing out there for you, Chris, before you go. Um, I know you always keep in touch with the world of professional wrestling. Is there anything out there that's just completely, you know, going nuts for you right now? Any of this Vince McMahon, Triple H, AEW, CM Punk, Young Bucks, uh, any of that that's just kind of going off the rails for you right now? I haven't heard of any of that. What's going on? No, I'm just <laughs> <You> liar. <laughs> no, I think the biggest thing I'm, um, NXT 2.0, getting rid of the 2.0 and moving back to what they are. I actually went to uh, 2.0 filming when I was in Orlando a couple months ago and had a mm -hmm. blast. It's a lot of fun there. If you're ever in Orlando, uh, it's free. You just have to get on a shuttle bus and 
Wow. Take it over there. But if you're ever in Orlando, just check it out because it's a blast. It's it, a good idea. It's a very small building. You're on top of everything. And I brought my uh, 10-year-old daughter, and she was, like, running down, slapping hands, and it was great. That's great. That's awesome. And yeah, and that's it seems very colorful, very exciting. The 2.0 brand, you know, at least in the last year or so. But the one year anniversary, I totally was not expecting it. I was actually watching it um, on Wednesday night and they, they did a little video package at the end and they went back to same kind of lettering, but took away the 2.0, went back to the black and gold and I actually popped for it. I'm like, holy shit, this is great. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know how much it'll actually change. Right. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I get the whole branding of it and whatnot but i'm excited for it. i like nxt i like uh i like everything to be honest you are a pro wrestling fan that's what you are you're a pro wrestling fan you get to see it from both sides of the guardrail and i've always appreciated you and i'm looking forward to uh catching up with you and coming back to the cage we're gonna figure something out um for that but uh evolution you gotta go check it out it's you know good prices it's like good distance not far not far from the north not far from the south it's it's the way to go september 24th <laughs> It's fun, affordable, family friendly, and you won't be disappointed. I That's a lot of that. alliteration. I like that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and Chris, anything else you'd like to promote or pop before you uh, head on off to the sunset here? Uh, I can't think of anything except thank you once again. Always love popping in and chatting with y'all, and I hope you have a good show. Rest of the show. Yeah, man. Always we appreciate you, and uh, good luck with Evolution. Thanks, brother. All uh, right, thank you. All right. All right, big ugly. Wow, that was. Uh, I was getting ready to say we were going to have a, a special was, guest on this that episode. Was, that was a run-in. <laughs> he, went, he sure did. He pulled a Mr. Jones is what he yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm trying to uh, assist. Uh, I don't know if you're going to find Jason Justin Tucker out there, but hopefully he's able to get on. He he has the first link. He has them all. Um, so I'm going to try to send it to him again. But um, let's see. Let me see if I can do it to the on the Facebook here because Facebook is is there's a way to go sometimes. Uh, T U C K E R. Uh, uh, come on. Oh, there he is. Okay. I'll send it to him again. Oh. All right. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, that was pretty cool. EWA is coming back, um, doing some fun stuff. A lot of independent wrestling. A whole lot of independent wrestling. Actually, we we probably need an entire another podcast to cover all the independent wrestling that's going on um, these days here. Here's okay. We're just going to throw tangents out there. We're just going to throw names out there. You, you, you just jump in anywhere with anything. The most recent thing that I saw, which was on the social media and shout out to uh, CM funk. He probably would not have seen this because he is the hashtag, no hashtag king of non-social media, Patrick Clark, the velveteen dream. All velveteen right. Dream. Yep. Oh, all right. And going back and forth with EC three. Remember yes. him? Yes. Um, and this is going back and forth about something that happened years ago, uh, you know, b- between other former superstars, current superstars, p- people working with other companies. And right now, I think EC3 is on the indie circuit and, P- and Patrick Clark, you know, about <clears throat> which dream. Uh, hopefully he's on that circuit, but I'm not sure. Neither one of them are any major players, but that gives them the ability to basically go on social media and kind of create their own drama if you will yes um have you heard about any of this do you have an opinion on any of this yeah i mean i definitely saw i saw the video that velveteen dream did and okay. um going at ec3 it seems legit like you know it seems like a legit i guess beef and you know being that it was coming back to his sexuality that's the reason i feel like it's legit because part of the reason velveteen dream 
you know, got released in the first place was because of the whole sexual misconduct allegations against him mm-hmm. that came from, you know, some other man. So, <laughs> so being that like EC3, you know, and, and Velveteen Dream talks about it, like EC3 was questioning sexuality and thought he was filming him in a bathroom. I kind of feel like, you know, this is a legit beef between these two. Yeah, this isn't like a storyline. Yeah, it's not like some yeah, kind it's of not like promotion. Correct, correct. Or to right. get back into one of the companies. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, honestly, you know, airing this kind of stuff out is not going to help you get back in WWE. Like no. WWE doesn't want this kind of attention, you know. I don't think any major promotion with any kind of major media coverage isn't going to want this. Yeah, no. And I, I personally think that that's probably the reason Velveteen Dream has not been picked up. Because I mean, we think about Patrick Clark as a talent. The guy mm-hmm. was good. You know, Ex- extremely good. Yeah, he's exceptional. In the ring, he was good. The Velveteen yep. Dream gimmick, it was different. It was good. Even if it was a, a mid-card gimmick, it was still good. It was di- you know, it was different. It was a mid-card li- gimmick on a main event level. He exactly. brought it Thank up you. like very good. Yes. Yeah. There you go. And so it's like when you think about, you know, a company like AEW, AEW starting up, to me, Velveteen Dream is like a quick pick. Especially yeah. in the, especially in the early days. Now, you know, they got so much big talent that, you know, it's like, but in the early days, he was like a no-brainer. So the fact that he never got picked up tells me that, like, yeah, these sexual misconduct allegations against him never got really resolved and nobody wants to touch him. And and it's a shame, too, because, like you said, he is extremely talented. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to actually, you know, work with him way long ago before any of this ever happened. And before, you know, he's he's very talented, very good in the ring. Um, He always came back. He always you know, paid it forward. I never saw any other side of him except talented, creative, respectful. Um, but things happen. Life happens. You know, we just don't know. Um, but obviously there's something behind it and we're not going to spend too much time talking about it. Cause we can't, we don't know, you know, yeah, what, what we, actually we really, happened. Yeah. We really don't. Yeah. But what I tell you what, it's, it's a shame to see it happen this way, but I don't know. There, there's a you, let's just go back you mentioned aew let's just throw in another piece of drama like i had no idea that this was happening aew just had their one of their biggest pay-per-views all out it was in chicago cm punk's hometown cm punk fought up to try to get his title back after being injured for so long um he faced moxley he won bloodbath uh fantastic then apparently there was a media scrum afterwards and uh there was a fight after that and you know this all sounded very much like Shawn michaels bret hart 1997 survivor series um it sounded like a work and when you hear it off hand it sounds like a work then when you actually go back and watch the media scrum which is actually out there mm-hmm. with aew's name plastered all over it and punk gets back into the f word 148 times uh, and then he starts throwing down behind the curtain stuff, EVPs, douchebags, you know, all this pipe bomb stuff basically yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then you find out a couple days later, titles have been stripped. Things have been changed. We're having another tournament for an interim. Come on. Okay. First of all, interim champion. We got to get rid of that shit. But have you heard or seen any of this drama bit going on? And what is your opinion of all, all of that? It. All of it. So All my, of it. I love I, it, big ugly on the ball. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? I it's funny because I and I think I've said this on a podcast, right? CM Punk is a problem, right? Like I, I think I've said that before. Like I when I first got back into watching wrestling in about 2012, okay, I liked CM Punk. Like he was kind of like the guy that I was like, oh shoot, like who just got let's you know he's cool. Sure. After the 
the uh after the podcast with Coca Banner and everything went down yeah, yeah. and he was talking about it, I kind of was like, yo, he just seemed like a person that's just like, yo, just always unhappy and he takes no accountability. Like that's that's been my perception of Punk. Like he just don't take any accountability and he just he just want everything to go away. So, yeah. but but it's funny, right? It's funny because if you remember back in those days, we're talking like 2014, 2015, 16, mm-hmm. like Dale Bryan's whole run. What was the crowd chanting all that time, right? CM Punk, right? right? That was like the big thing. Now, if you check the pulse online, right? Now, all of those kids who love or young people that love CM Punk, after this has happened, it's like the internet is now turning on Punk because they're finally old enough to realize like, yo, this guy's kind of a problem. Like, yeah. he, goes, he goes from one company and everything is wrong with this company and blah, blah, blah. Now he comes to another company that he's supposed to be like, oh, this is going to make him happy. You know, it's run differently. And now he's running into all of these problems with people in this company. Yeah. So it's like he's exposing himself to me as the problem. It's and it's so amazing if you go back and watch that media scrum. If you if you actually uh, you know if anybody hasn't seen it, go back and you know just check out YouTube and, li- and look at the all out media scrum. Punk basically trashes people like the Young Bucks, um, Hangman Page especially, uh, Colt Cabana from way back in the. But he also kind of bookends it by saying this is a very talented locker room we got a lot of creative people i just wish i didn't have to wrestle pricks like mjf like you know and we're sitting right next to his boss that's you know the thing tony khan is actually the man in charge you ever think in a million years that now anybody would sit side by side with triple h or for 35 40 years anybody would sit by side by vince mcmahon and do that kind of stuff You'd be fired before you got the first word out. Yeah, you know what? It's a very, it's a very, you know what it reminds me of? It's a very Shawn Michaels thing to do. Like I could yeah. imagine, I could imagine Shawn Michaels having done that in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? It's sure, just, he did. It's a very a holeish, <laughs> unprofessional, you know, way to conduct yourself. And to me, it was showing that you know it was almost like intentional, right? Like he really wanted to show that he's the man. Like Tony, like he can sit right. next to Tony Khan. And 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 trash talk everybody in the locker room, and Tony wasn't going to do anything about it, which he didn't. You know, it was, just, nope. it was such an unprofessional, a holeish thing to do. It's like you're only making yourself look bad. Yeah, I mean, Tony Khan's still going to be Tony Khan. He's still going to be running AEW. Yeah, but you know, and plus, and you made that correlation, which is really good. But that was Shawn Michaels in his twenties. This is CM Punk in his forties. Forty, right? Forty-seven, yeah. whatever yeah. he is. I yeah. mean, by now, after seven years away from the business and the ability to get back into the business with all the obviously these people were running AEW um, before he even got there. So I, you know. If it all has something to do with one of his former best friends, Cole Cabana, I don't know. I mean, if this is the most elaborate work that was ever created and we're talking about it here and we're going to look like dumb shits because they're going <laughs> to come back and no, I don't know. I don't think so. But it's it's amazing. Punk is this seasoned man, you know, in his mid the middle of his life and still that's what's coming out of him. Like that's the like, obviously, he doesn't need a professional wrestling career. He came back. He made the comeback. He got the pop. He had some good matches. He got injured twice. He won the title twice, technically. Um, and now maybe he can and now he can get maybe he can retire on it. I don't know, but I wouldn't go out on this note. This is not a good note. It's I mean, it's not a good note. Um I mean, I think he'll come back. You know, I think uh, uh 
I think they'll try and, you know, smooth things over in the locker room. Um, I don't think this will be him going out, if that makes – you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I, think, I think he'll come back. I think cooler heads will prevail because I don't think that – I don't Punk seems like a person like he don't necessarily care what people think about him. I don't think he does at all. However, I I, I feel like there's gonna be that moment where he realizes like you know, it's like what I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna burn your bridge for like the two of two of the biggest wrestling right. companies, and then that's just gonna be it. Like that's gonna be the 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 stamp on your career. Right. I don't know, even though Punk, you know, always I know he fell out of love with wrestling and all that crap, but I, I don't feel like that's the mark he wants left on his career. I certainly hope not. I think, I, I, I think, like him too. Yeah, I think Tony Khan will end up trying to get all of them in a room together to hash out their differences, put this behind them, you know, uh, very, you know, and, and, and just keep it going. Because what it comes down to is, is it if he has to side with one side, is he going to side with CM Punk or is he going to side with uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page? I got to say he's going to go the second way. I mean, those are all the guys that basically gave up everything to start that company. Yeah, here's um, the thing. There's the thing, though. And they're the younger guys, too. They are the younger guys. However, Punk is the bigger draw. I, okay. And money, and money talks, baby. You know, <laughs> Tony Khan's a businessman. So it's like, I don't necessarily think he's going to betray his base. And by that, I mean, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny yeah. Omega. However, you know, I can see him, you know, maybe trying to side a bit with Punk and like trying to hear out his grievances to come to a compromise because your top star in the company is unhappy. Right. Are you so? Are you just going to completely turn on your top star in the company and be like, "Oh no, you got to deal with it"? No, you're not going to do it. Come on. And and this is a top star that you like you just said has had issues with drama, issues with problems, and also this is a top star that came back and he's been in the company a year and he's been out more than half of that year injured, and that's another thing. He's 47 years old. He it takes him that much longer to come back from an injury, and you know, is it willing? I don't know. There's so many factors here. Yes, Punk draws. Punk's going to sell merchandise. He's going to sell tickets. Um, you know, but if he's never there, I don't know. Or you know, or if he's only there to build up to just leave again, it's you know Brock Lesnar syndrome at that point. Yeah. Or uh, you know, Rock syndrome, Undertaker, whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, and and my thing is this: if Punk is a problem for the locker room, he's not worth it. I get that he's your top draw. Yeah. But he's he's mostly your top draw off of the hype of the fact that he hadn't wrestled in like what seven years or so. Right now he's been that. back. Yeah, now he's been back. You know, he's I think been that, through the reins. He's had the storylines. He's had the title. What yeah, next? Yeah, and because here's the thing: the last thing you want, right, is for people to start looking at WWE as like that hot girl that they want to go after. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we got to deal with this guy. You know what? Maybe WWE don't sound too bad, and there's a new guy in charge. <laughs> You know, so you don't want that. Um, it's amazing. Uh, and AEW does put on quality television, quality matches. There's good stuff in there. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, D, uh, DUW is going to take another road trip back out to AEW at uh, UMBC um, in Baltimore on uh, November the 2nd, I believe it is. It's a Wednesday night. Peak experience, baby. We love the peak yeah. experience. Um, Got to do it. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. And it's very nice, very comfortable, uh, very fun arena. Uh, we're gonna. It's not too far away, so we're gonna do that. And uh, 
ah, man, and we're going to see what's on television. Now, here's something exciting. Uh, in the next week or so, depending on when this podcast comes out, um, the Arthur Ashe Stadium, the Grand Slam, they're going to do that again in the middle of the big tennis stadium. They're going to have a wrestling match. I think that's very cool. I actually had a chance to go to that big stadium not too long ago, um, all that U.S. Open tennis stuff, and that's just really cool that they get to do things like that. So as long as Tony Khan keeps uh, – and everybody that's – in charge keeps doing what they're doing punk or not i think they're still gonna you know do decent business they're gonna do decent pay-per-view buys and it's always going to be that in the back of your mind like we're talking now we'll see him punk come back and if he does what will he do will hangman and well hangman's never gone he was in the middle of this whole thing but he's never gone will kenny omega come back again he just came back will he come back again will the young bucks keep doing what they're doing um lots of good stuff i'm excited about aew it's fun stuff and go ahead no, I was just gonna say, yeah, and I, I don't think AEW has, you know, missed anything with with these guys. I, I don't think it's slowing them down. They're still putting on good good show. Yeah, absolutely good show. And they've they've acquired Ring of Honor in the last several months, so they're they're incorporating all of that. Let me tell you something though. <laughs> Going back to what I was saying, AEW is in trouble with this talent. Okay, <laughs> dirty mind, you cannot deny it. Okay, listen. <laughs> The mo the reason that most of the WWE guys left was because of Vince McMahon. Yeah, it all. If you think about it, all of those guys either were fired by Vince, or they left because of creative differences, mm. aka Vince McMahon. Right. Triple H is revered by pretty much all of the guys, especially guys that came up in the NXT system. Right, all the cur- current talent. Yeah, and, all uh... the young talent. Yep. Triple H is their guy. Amen. And he's running creative on the main roster? On both shows, actually. On both shows? <laughs> <laughs> Tony and Shawn Con Michaels should... is his right-hand man. Sha- Tony Khan should be very concerned. That's all yeah. I'm As far as talent is concerned, yes. you know, <laughs> Tony Khan, we talked about this at least for the past year on this podcast, that Tony Khan and AEW just soaked up so much talent. And they just put them all on their roster for their YouTube shows and their Rampage and Dark and Elevation and all this other stuff. And then they're having 14 match pay-per-views. And then you see a changing in the guard in WWE and, you know, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? But then and, and we're, we'll talk about this in the second segment. WWE is bringing a lot of people back that Vince parted ways with. And there's one big name. One huge name that rolled around in the Indies and possibly could have ended up in AEW or ROH. And uh, I think Vince was going to get those hands before he was going to get something else. Yeah. Uh, and now he's back in WWE. And we're going to talk about that. And that, that that's one sign because that's a guy who got pushed to the moon in WWE and then basically got buried after that, which was, I mean, I have no idea why. I, yeah, I, I feel like the handling of Braun Strowman is probably up there with the handling of like the big show. Oh yeah. Like and I mean, you know, take it back. I, I feel like the big show is probably one of the most mishandled talents that WWE has had. At times, yeah. At, at times. times. It doesn't get talked about enough. But You're right. I mean when you think about it, and the reason we're saying at times is a problem because when can you name a time that Andre was ever mishandled? Never. You can't. There is, I, when when yeah. can you name a time that Brock Lesnar was ever mishandled? Mishandled? No, he he had his own problems, but mishandled by the company? No, he was protected. Absolutely, John, John Cena protect. The Big Show should have been a part of that, you know, group. Yeah, as far as you know, talent wise, Braun Strowman to me, while he didn't have the career that Big Show had, you know, coming into, but Braun Strowman was on that trajectory. 
And just completely. He seemed like such a Vince guy, man. He's a big guy. He's he's charismatic. He draws numbers. He draws ratings. Well, uh, I, again, I don't know the backstage politics. I don't know the contract yeah. politics. But you're right. They should have protected him more and given him more than just, hey, man, we're having a pandemic. Let's put the title on you while there's no fans yeah. in the arena. All right, Mike, <laughs> they, they fed him to Brock Lesnar. I you know. Don't, you don't. How do you feed your next big guy? I, <laughs> This is even before Roman at this yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? This is before Roman had the reins at this time, right? Uh, you Roman see, I did had the reins. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, Strowman, it could be your next big guy, and you just fed him to Lesnar like he was nothing. I mean, it was crazy. It's amazing. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to jump into that part in a second because we're, get, we're getting uh, called for the go-home here on the first segment, but that's okay. We talked about EWA. We talked about AEW. There's letters there. There's the same letters. They're just going in different directions. Um, but then we're going to talk about WWE. We're going to talk about – and we're going to throw in another tangent. i got to throw in Cobra Kai 5 um, because – Damn it, if I didn't binge watch it the whole first day. Oh, um, you what? Hey, you sound like a friend of mine. Uh watch it too. I'm I have I'm still on like I think episode three. I've all not, right. I've not gotten through it. But yes, let's talk about it. We will. No, no big spoilers if you no haven't heard, spoilers. but we will talk yeah. about that. Uh, um and all on Netflix and HBO Max, which you got me hooked on. It's all going strong right now. Um, but hey, let's uh let's log into the segment too. Let's see if we can get some other special guests in here and listen to this part of this song because we love this song. We've been using this song for six years and different parts of the song, and we and love it. Don't it. get old. It never gets old, and we've never seen any money for it. We've never given any money to them, but that's okay. This ain't about the money. We do it because we love it. We're not right. We're We're not wrong. wrong. We're just fans. We are just fans. And we'll be back for segment two of episode 108 of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And we're back with segment two. Damn it. I See, I knew it was coming on the first one. Segment two, episode 108, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly. And we have joining us today one of the uh, premier kickers in the NFL. Oh, wait. Yeah, not, not quite. But anyway, no, he's got the name and he's got the style and he's with us. He's one of our favorites. Jason, Justin Tucker, back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good. Good, good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to have you on segment two. See, that's why why that's why you weren't coming on segment one because you're like a special guest. So you got to be like in the middle of the show, beefing up the middle of the show. You're a special guest. That's what you're doing. So, uh, hey man, how about those Ravens? Perfect score. Yes. One to know. Perfect score. And uh, Justin Tucker is one hundred percent this year. So he he's doing everything he needs to do. Uh, we were playing the Jets. You know, no offense to you know, New York, but we were playing the Jets and that, but uh, we get Fair into enough. some, yeah, <laughs> we get into some of those higher teams. Um, you know, it's going to be challenging, but how do you think we're going to do? Do you think we got playoff contention? You think we got a shot this year? I believe so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to watch. And uh, now that, now that I just mentioned football, let me just mention to the big ugly. Um, something just happened this past week. I'm sure you know about it. Dak Prescott. Yeah. What the hell? In, injured his thumb. What out, the hell? Out again. Listen, it's it's crazy. I don't even want to take up too much time with the Cowboys because okay. they irritate me so much. Because oh, man. Dak gets injured, and it's like, all right, first they're calling it for, like, you know, he might be out, you know, uh, six to eight weeks. Right. Now they're going to try and rush him back. They're like, oh, it's not as serious as it as it is. Four weeks, right? Oh, man. And I'm like, that's probably a mistake because that means he is getting rushed back. He'll probably re-injure it. Hopefully not. 
and they're not making any decisions or they're not going to trade for another QB. Your offense looked horrible, yeah. even when Dak was in there. Right. Cooper Rush is not taking you for the next four weeks. You think Cooper Rush is your solution? Why would you not try and get Jimmy G or I don't even know? Bring you got to get an established right. quarterback get off Cam, of some. Yeah. Get Cam Newton back off of the free agency. Like, I, I don't think he's going to do much, but I mean, he bro, would do better. He would do better than Cooper Rush. Like, the Cowboys, it's Jerry Jones. Like, it irritates me so much. Like, as it is Jerry's world, we know that. Um, yeah. Oh my God! But anyway, you know, I got I got faith in your Cowboys. I hope they do something. Uh, oh, is Siri joining us on this podcast? Yeah, Siri just, yeah. <laughs> Siri just did a drop in. Yeah, Siri just did a run in. Yeah, we got the NFL. Uh, we're coming to the end of. I just want to throw this, I guess, tangent out there since we're talking sports. Major League Baseball, uh, the Baltimore Orioles this season have been a contender and have been very exciting to watch. I have not been able to say that for the entire life of our Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's been <laughs> seriously six years, man. It, it's yeah. been since like twelve or fourteen or six, you know, before sixteen that they, they had their good year. But uh, Jason, are you watching Orioles? Or are you liking what you're seeing? I'm I'm mostly listening to results and like clicking like the um, scoreboard up every now and again just yeah. seeing what they're doing. But I'm very happy with what they're doing this year. Yeah, man. Whether they make the playoffs or not, it's not even a. I mean, I'm just very excited, just like you, to get those results, to even watch or listen to some of the games when they happen, even go to some of the games. Uh, yeah, I've big been big to ugly at all. Two games. You've been to two games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I know you had told me about that one, and I was. I was excited to do it, but I couldn't. Couldn't make it happen. But uh, big ugly. Any any baseball for you? No, unfortunately, I've not made it to any of the games uh, this year. That's is, all right. Is the season still going, or is it in the playoffs? Yeah, now? a couple okay. more weeks. <laughs> okay. Couple more weeks, and uh, I think what's going to come down to it, it's uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Seattle are all fighting for that last uh, or in that last wild card spot, and we're right, right, right behind them. So we need those three teams to beat up on each other or lose, and then when we play them, especially Toronto, we need to win. Right. Um, then, then we'll make a contention, but it's going to be tough. But I tell you what, we got two of the best prospects in the entire. Major League Baseball organization for the past several years. We got Adley Rushman, who's just killing it this year. And we got Gunnar Henderson, who just came up, who hit an inside-the-park home run last night. Um, he just hit a little blooper into the field, and then three people rounded the bases, including himself. Uh, it was amazing. So, Orioles are fun to watch. Um, Y'all ever watch The Wire? You know, that. you know, Big Ugly, you watch The Wire. HBO yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you know Omar. <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know Omar Whistling, the farmer in the Dell. Yeah. It's good shit. Okay, so they took all the time, and I don't know if, Jason, you've seen this, but the Orioles, whenever um, Felix Batista, the one of their closers, big six-foot-eight, 250 big black guy like big menacing he comes out to close out the games as a pitcher they turn all the lights off and they play this opera and then then you hear omar's whistle out of nowhere <laughs> and then they have the lights going off and then they play this and it's like oh shit you because you know when omar's coming you did yeah. you did yeah. you <laughs> like you know hey, so that's, that's a good callback to the wired i love it yeah they did it once i think uh with the ravens <laughs> um i don't know if it was uh I'll say uh, Ray Lewis or somebody like, but I think they did it once with a Ravens entrance like that. But now they do it every time uh, Felix Batista closes out a game, which is fantastic. That's awesome. 
Um, so Orioles got some life this year. But anyway, I don't mean I'm sorry about the tangent. I apologize. This is what we do. Pro wrestling, we talk about all kinds of different stuff on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google, Yahoo, uh, you know, Hotmail, wherever we are, we're everywhere, all over the world, including Japan, probably other countries now. I haven't checked it out in a while. But um, all right. Jason, Justin Tucker, um, watching some pro wrestling in the past uh, couple of weeks, past months since we talked, anything standing out to you? Anything that's just kind of stuck in your head, top of your list? Uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of was I don't know why they didn't let Drew win. But, um, ah, at Clash I mean, of the Castle. I, and I was talking to someone else about it, and they made a good point about what what kind of story can they make. But, I mean, still, they built it up, and they went to <clears throat> Ireland, and why didn't they just give it to him for a week and let it be? Roman Reigns had a bad night. <laughs> Now, now, see that—that's very interesting, especially if you're trying to build that whole European contingent, which they went out there, clash at the castle, made a big deal about the pay per view for months. They did so many, like, did more purchase tickets, merchandise, concession buys, uh, television pay per view buys, especially on that side of the world. They're doing this whole NXT Europe thing. They're devolving, uh, getting rid of NXT UK and just making it NXT Europe, which is a whole bunch of countries. could they have done it and given it to their guy? I, I want to throw that to Big Ugly. Could it was Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship, and we'll talk about the pay per view because or the premium live event. But do you think Jason is right? Could they have given the title to Roman and then let him run it and then come back to the states and let you know? Oh, there's some bullshit and give it back. Or does that destroy the credibility of this big run for Roman Reigns? It destroys the credit. His it destroys the credibility. Here's here's what I say. Drew McIntyre, unfortunately, for all of you know his 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 greatness that he's done and where he's come from, he is not a top babyface for WWE. Like he is not WWE has a babyface problem, and Drew McIntyre <laughs> right now is not the solution. And that's You're not right. take that's not taking away from him because he's done good things, especially during the that, pandemic era. Correct. Like, once it's again, it's just that the. I, I don't I can't say that they've made a mistake with Reigns by having him go this long, but Reigns right now is in another stratosphere as far as stardom of WWE. Yeah. And you need somebody, a babyface that's up on that the same amount of attention that Reigns is getting. You need a babyface that's getting that same amount of attention from the fans. Drew is not there right now. He what I feel like he he had a time period that he was there, but it's just not right now. I feel you. And again, it was coming out of pandemic times and during pandemic times. And, you know, right. that's a different time. Definitely yeah. a different time. Like that time when he because uh, he, he won the title, like back when he uh, knocked Brock Lesnar out of Royal Rumble. You know, the fans were hot for him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But right now, man, it, it, WWE. And who's to say if yeah. that WrestleMania had fans, if Drew would have went over Brock just as easily as he did, same way. I think Brock was just trying to get out of there and go home because it was pandemic. Right. But th- that was hot, man. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, to 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 Jason Justin Tucker's point, I get it. Like, they could have given it to Drew. The fans would have went wild because they were over in Europe. Right. However, where do you go from there? Because you, you're breaking Reigns' streak, right? Yeah. So it's like you can't break it, – it, you can't break the streak, I would say, and then give it back to him. Because then it's like, well, what, what did that happen for? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like when, when Reigns' streak is broken – 
it has to be done. And whoever's the babyface champion from that moment, they've got to carry that joint like a Hulk Hogan for a while. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's and it's amazing that uh, what's interesting about what Jason Justin Tucker said is if we'd have done it over there, you know, it would have been it would have done big things over there. But what do you do when you get back here? But if you watch the end of the show, which is interesting, they do go out on a good note because they got Drew McIntyre in the ring singing, playing to the fans, all babyface stuff. So the crowd leaves happy. You know what I mean? He didn't win the title, but the crowd leaves happy. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, Jason, I think Drew's going to be up there and he's going to be a contender, but I think they kind of booked themselves into it. I don't know. I, I won't say it's Vince's fault or Triple H's fault, but they booked themselves into a corner now. Where do you – how do you break this streak? How do you beat this guy? And, and and CM Funk has been talking about this. Jam and Jason's been talking about this. Shout out to both of them. Like – I mean, do you bring in the rock for a one-off and beat him and have him leave and then just put up the title? No, you can't do that. Do you bring up any of these guys that are in there now? And we've had the same discussion on every podcast. So I don't want to break this out because we don't we just have nowhere to go with it right now. But I think they could have done it on site, like have him win the title, pop the crowd. Get get the pop the peacock and then it's like oh no he didn't actually win the title there's some bullshit there was some interference there was a foot on the road you know something anything night of same night but I will say that vain event if if anybody's watched that match all the way through which if you haven't you should um, it was booked very well there was a lot of interference there was a lot of mid I want to say late 80s and attitude era feel in this match mm-hmm. because Roman did not have the bloodline. He did not have uh, Paul Heyman. He did not have Sammy out there, but he did have Solo Sokoa at the end, which was a nice surprise, another part of the bloodline. So, and Karrion Cross was involved, and, and, and Austin Theory was involved. Like, there, this was a good main event, but Roman still came out of it. Somehow, somebody's going to break this streak, and I don't know if it's going to last all the way to WrestleMania. I, I, I don't know if it's going to last to WrestleMania. I would suspect it would. However... I, I highly doubt The Rock is going to be an option. And, and the reason I say this now is I, I think that it's become less likely now that Vince is gone. Um, and I don't think that Triple H would push for something like that as much as like a Vince McMahon, if that makes sense. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I feel you. Um, and I say either you take Braun Strowman and you try and elevate him since he's already a known, like we were talking about on first segment, he's already a known superstar that's had his place at the top or you got to get Daniel Bryan back. <laughs> well, Daniel Bryan could be the uh, next tournament, possibly interim AEW champion because it's going to be Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson against John Moxley at that uh, Arthur Ashe uh, grand slam. So we might see that on the other side, but you know, I love Daniel Bryan as Daniel Bryan, but we'll see. Um, anyway, th- this is, there's so many ways that that main event title picture could go. We have no idea, but it's going to take somebody or something <laughs> monumental to break Roman Reigns out of the stratosphere that Man. he's in. Um, you got, our, yeah, you just you need a baby face that's over. I hear you. We don't have it right now. You just don't have it. We just don't have <laughs> yeah. it. So, um, Jason, Justin Tucker, I'm going to throw out a couple more names here. Um, Seth freaking Rollins, Matt Riddle, fantastic story, fantastic match. It's not over yet. Did you enjoy that? I did. Good. I did. That was good. And they, they, yeah. they cut a little nice little promo on the Monday Night Raw before that where it was the promo after the promo, <laughs> and he even had Riddle pulling out the F-word getting, uh, getting bleeped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and hey, how about finally, finally, after I stopped calling it for two years, Dominic Mysterio turns heel. And actually, Judgment Day is getting some more relevance because Rhea Ripley should be running the whole damn thing. How about this? Jason, Justin, talk. I'll start with you. Did you enjoy this? Was it was it good, bad? What do you think? I enjoyed it. I, I, I was waiting for him to turn against his dad for a while. Yeah. I guess they just weren't quite ready. I guess they, which they have to, because he's not good yet. They had to stick him with a group or a person. Absolutely. Couldn't do it on his own. I hear you. Big Ugly? Yeah, I actually thought Judgment Day was going to be uh, a failure. Like, I didn't think it was going to last long after Edge left. Amen. (laughs) Like you said, they are climbing into relevancy. And I think putting Dominic Mysterio with them is good. I think that it keeps their storyline going with Edge. Mm -hmm. Keeps Rey Mysterio in it. So he's still working with two popular veterans. Right. Um, Good idea. I think it was time. It was definitely time for Dominic to go out on his own. And it's amazing <laughs> that they did this with with the Mexican contingent and the overseas, con- but not but they did it in in Europe rather than in America. I see. I would have think that would be something that would happen on Monday Night Raw, but they gave it so much premium screen time. I mean, that was like almost semi main event right there. Yeah, and it was a huge and, and spot listen, at the end of the match. God, that Dominic almost took Ray's head off. Like, he sure did. He, sure and he did. did not hold back on that clothesline. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Ray was the one that said you got to be you got to lay it in to yeah, make it he, believable. He, exactly. Because if he's, he's going to turn on his dad, he's going to yep. make it. And it's not just like he turned on his dad mm-hmm. out of conflict. He kicked Edge in the balls, mm-hmm. and then he took his dad's head off. So yeah. that's that's a that's a good way to turn heel. Yeah. And he actually followed it up pretty well. I don't know if y'all saw Monday Night Raw the past week, but there was like uh, conflict in the back, and then Edge took on uh, Dominic at the end, and then they, they all took out Edge with the Judgment Day and uh, took out Ray as well. It's I, I like it. I'm actually intrigued by this now. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I can dig it. Now, here's the match of the night, boys. Uh, last thing we'll talk about, Clash at the Cashel. Uh, you, you know, when, when, when you have a UK pay-per-view, the Intercontinental title's got to be one of the biggest things on the thing. So, Gunther <laughs> with Imperium, who has now uh, rejoined, which is awesome to me, um, against Sheamus for the Intercontinental title. This match, 20 minutes long. Every bit of 20 minutes, hard hitting. There was not a rest hold to be seen. Um, these two beat the crap out of each other, and they did it telling a story at the same time. And I just loved it. And uh, Gunther is still the Intercontinental Champion. Um, what did you think? Uh, uh, Big Ugly, I'm going to start with you this time. And it's like Sheamus sometimes he gets these opponents that they just gel. It reminded me of like when Sheamus was going up against Cesaro. Yes. It, it's just a perfect fit, man. And, and these two guys, like you said, they're heavy hitters. Both of them will beat the crap out of each other. And I love the match. I love the other stuff that was happening before with them staring each other down while they're, yeah. their guys are while like – the contingents yeah, are going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff, man. I love it. It's this pay-per-view had a lot of – up. you know, there was not really a down moment, honestly. I mean, I was – they're obviously roller coaster with a pay-per-view or a premium live event. But, damn, I mean, that was a good match, and that was the third match of the night. Um Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Jason, you enjoy that? I didn't get a chance to see that match because I actually forgot the, the um, event was on. Ah. I tuned in, I forget, probably midway through. Okay. Well, go back and watch it. It's worth it. Gunther and Sheamus, take 20 minutes. Take the whole 20 minutes. Don't don't go to the bathroom. Don't fast forward. <laughs> Nothing. 
It's it's absolutely worth it. And I think that was one of the better. I mean, SummerSlam was a good premium live event overall. That was Triple H's first one. And uh, this is the one went overseas. I, I believe they'll go back to the UK for sure a lot. Um, go back to Saudi Arabia at some point. But this is uh, it's just a great show. I love what WWE is doing. Um, they're bringing back a lot of talent. Like I mentioned, Karrion Cross and Scarlet with Scarlet with him, which actually makes sense. Um, Dexter Loomis is stalking everybody, including a Miz. Johnny Gargano came back. Uh, I mean, this is this is great. Braun Strowman. We talked about that a little bit before the break. WWE is bringing back all these people that kind of got left in no man's land when Vince was running it to, running the ship. Um, and they're getting opportunity to do stuff, and it's not putting anybody else out. It's just bringing other people up. Exactly. I like it. And I uh, hear, I hear uh, that Triple H's plan is to actually use more main roster talent in NXT to yes. help elevate the NXT brand as well. Which you've been seeing <clears throat> uh, sprinkled over the last couple of months. If you've seen yeah. it, Ricochet's been down there. AJ yeah. Styles has been down there. I don't even say down. And they, they used to do it back in the day. If you go back to like 2014 and stuff, right. like you remember Cesaro went down, Natalia, yeah. Natalia feuded with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They used to do it. Yeah. And they can do it again. And that's great. I mean, why not? I mean, that's. <coughs> you all right there. Good Lord. I'm, I'm good. My bad. Get him up. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good stuff. I love it. And they're drizzling it. And NXT 2.0 is now NXT black and gold back into old school NXT. Will it change? Will it not? I don't know, but I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch it. Um, good stuff. Now, I want to go backwards a little bit. Uh, we were talking about AEW in the first segment, uh, Jason, Justin Tucker, but I want to talk about their pay-per-view all out, um, which actually just happened. Uh, 14 matches. I won't go through all of them. Obviously, it's t- we don't have that long in the podcast, but um, some things happened. We talked about CM Punk uh, defeating John Moxley at the end, winning back his AEW championship. No interim champion now, but then he got stripped of it a couple days later, and now it's in a tournament again. Um, first of all, this interim champion, it, uh, CM Punk will absolutely agree, and I think Jam and Jason will as well. Got to go. We don't need interim champion. In WWE, if you can't defend your title, it gets stripped, and it gets put on the line for somebody else. There's no interim champion. You just get a champion. Um Punk had it. He earned it, deserved it, got injured, and they kept having this interim champion that was going to fight CM Punk on the way back. Idealistically, doesn't work. Um, what do you guys think about an interim world champion? Right now, we got a world champion in WWE who's extremely established, 700 plus days. In AEW, the world title's been kicked around like a can. A- any opinion on that? I, I didn't like it at all. I no? Mean, I, was, I was watching a little bit of it Okay. every other Wednesday, and when Moxley was the interim champion or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't hit right. Yeah. I mean, like you said, if, if the champion loses due to entry or anything, they lose, and then they get their automatic shot back. That's it. <clears throat> right. But, it yeah, it shouldn't be, I mean, interim. No, no interim title. There's just yeah, like – no, no interim title. It's just that the champion gets their shot back. Gotcha. They don't have to. They don't. They don't have to wrestle anybody. They don't have to get in a tournament. They just get their shot. I feel you. Just get, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Got to earn it again, but not no interim champion. I feel you. I feel you. Um, here's a uh, here's what's interesting. I'm gonna go backwards on the card. Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro uh, against the House of Black. Um, a lot of interesting things in this match. Darby Allen. One of the best up and coming <laughs> young guys ever. Sting, sixty plus years old, and still 
doing it in the ring. Oh my God. Uh, Miro, Rusev Day, um, w, one of WWE's biggest losses uh, because he could have been a main eventer. Uh, and the House of Black, which you got Aleister Black or Malachi, whatever the hell his name is, after the match, uh, basically saying goodbye to the fans. So this could be somebody that Triple H has his eyes on saying, your contract's up. Hey, man, come on back. We didn't use you all the way like we could have. What do you think? It could be. I personally think that Aleister Black is doing a great job in AEW. And I, I feel agree. Like, I feel like it'd be foolish for him to leave. The House of Black is a great thing going on. You know, I, I, if you even though you're already an established star, if you go back to WWE, you still in some way gotta like fight your back, fight yourself back into relevancy. You you you're on the card, but mm-hmm. right now he's very established with a great gimmick on AEW. So I yeah. I, I would stay there. Like, I, I, don't know. I I would yeah. I would hope he could work something out. I agree with that. Um, and we're going to see what happens with that. Chris Jericho uh, over Daniel Bryan, Brian Danson, whatever you want to call him, by pinfall in a pretty straightforward yeah. wrestling match. Yeah. Um, Here's the truth. I just want to say that. Here's go ahead. The truth. There's a lot of ex-WWE guys in AEW. Amen. Right? So far in every match I've mentioned, there's been at least one or two. There you go. If all of those guys came back to WWE, right, some of them are going to flounder. You yeah. you just you can't bring all those guys back. Not all keep of them, them no. in the spotlight. So some of them have to make realistic decisions about where they currently are on the card mm-hmm. and where they might be should they go to WWE. You get what right. I'm saying? And, Daniel, and Bryan, also- Daniel Bryan goes to WWE. He's a top guy. He's in the main event. You get me? <laughs> Absolutely. Alistair Black goes to WWE. Not so much. He might be a main eventer in NXT. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no offense. But yeah, I mean, I feel you. I absolutely feel you. Uh, I'll go another one. Christian Cage is at the end of his career. He he faced Jungle Boy. Christian Cage was injured. They did a story where Luchasaurus turned on him again. Whatever. Um, took a couple. Just, just took a couple minutes. Twenty seconds actually, as long as the match was. Tony Storm, former WWE, uh, defeated Britt Baker um, and Jamie Hayter, former WWE, and Hikaru Shida. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's the match of the night right here. Swerve, one of them, Swerve in our glory, Keith Lee, former WWE, Swerve Strickland, former WWE, against the acclaimed uh, with Billy Gunn, former WWE. And let me tell you something, the acclaimed, I don't know if y'all know about this gimmick, you know, the rehashed John Cena um, rap gimmick where he uh, freestyle raps and it's kind of a little, some of it's a little naughty. Um, Dude, they were so over. Uh, I don't know how this match was written or booked, but there were so many false finishes and the claim should have won so many times and they didn't win. Um, but what a match. I mean, um, anybody see or hear any of this or just uh, have a- any uh, opinions on Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, acclaimed anything? I have. I didn't. I okay. No, no, go ahead. I have nothing, Jason. I, I, I didn't see the pay-per-view before, but I did watch some yesterday. So... Yeah, definitely. It's worth going back and watching highlights or whatever you can. That the acclaimed just is amazing. The merchandise that they're selling, the ratings that they're getting, the pops that they're getting, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Wardlow, FTR, former WWE, <laughs> against Jay Lethal, Mutter, <laughs> Shane McSheen Guns, former TNA. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, of course, there was a, a trios tag team match, uh, three on three for the. Uh, trios titles which they've been having a tournament for all the way up for the past month the elite uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks um, 
took on Hangman, Adam Page in a dark order, and the Elite and the Young Bucks, all they Kenny Omega, they won it. And then they got stripped of it a couple days later because of this damn drama backstage. Um, so they had a whole tournament leading up to it, and nothing happened. So this is good stuff. Um, AEW's got a lot, but it got a lot of content, though. Um, and when they, they do a pay-per-view, it definitely lasts five hours, and it's once every two or three months. Um, and they got television shows on, te- on TV, a couple of them. They got some on YouTube. I think there's a, there's a place for everybody to play. Um, if they could work out the drama, if they could work out the money, there's a place for everybody to play. There's a place for everybody to perform. Even TNA Impact is still doing their stuff on AXS TV and, uh, you know, smaller local iPay-per-view kind of things. They're, they're doing okay. There's a place for everybody to play. But when it comes to 2022, who's going to win? Is it going to be WWE? Do they win? Does AEW win? Do uh, TNA and the Independents win? I mean, if we had to put them all up against each other, who wins? It's WWE. Uh, so, w, go ahead. I'm going to get Jason's take on this in a minute, no, but explain ahead, what you're saying. Ahead, Jason. Who, who's winning, Jason? Who's winning? I still say WWE wins. Okay. I thought you might have switched. That's why I was I went to you because I know I knew what Big Ugly's answer was going to be. <laughs> I knew it. But why do you say WWE, Jason? Uh, I just I know they were in a huge slump. They weren't doing too well. Right. But I think they're getting better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, especially with Triple H at the helm. Um. Now, Big Ugly. Why? I mean, I know why. I but go ahead. So I was just going. Number one, the numbers don't lie, right? And WWE still does better numbers than AEW. Yeah. But I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this drama between CM Punk and the Young Bucks and uh, uh, Omega, Omega and I feel like it's going to cause cracks in that company that aren't as noticeable right now. But I feel like they might start becoming more noticeable, <laughs> and I think you're going to see more talent wanting to flip flop. And when mm. that starts happening for AEW, they're going to be in real trouble because AEW for so long has been the promised land for a lot of wrestlers that feel like they're going to get better creative, have better matches. But as we talked about earlier with Triple H, it's, it, it don't WWE don't seem so bad no more. Right. So, you know, if people start thinking like, oh, well, maybe Punk was right or the, the you know, because memory start bringing in stuff about the EVPs and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when people start feeling like, oh, they do go into business for themselves or, or this or that, you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's like a bad apple. Right. And it's like, a, it's like a bad apple. And it's like, yo, it can be it can start to contaminate the rest of the group. And as I said, I personally think Punk is going to come back. Like, I just don't think Tony Khan is going to let Punk go. So I feel like that could start to cause problems for AEW in the long run. And they have to keep eye on. I feel you. That's a that's a good point. Uh, and at the beginning of this year. I would say AEW is probably inching ahead in the race. But once WrestleMania happened, I started to go 50-50 because WrestleMania was a good show both nights. And when Cody Rhodes actually broke that fourth wall and came over, wait, wait, that's like, so it is possible. It, I mean, there might be like smaller people on the back end, enhancement talent or whatever that 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 we don't understand that do this. But when Cody Rhodes did it, and he was one of the major players, pe- one of the people running AEW, and he jumped, it's like, well, if he can do it at that level, 
Right. It's going to be possible. And this is long before Vince retired. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's possible. It's and possible. then now you got the wheels rolling and now you got the right people in charge to do something about it. Yeah. So, hey, hey, look, that could be your guy for Reigns. We were just, we were talking about. Yeah. Could... I was thinking the same thing. I think Cody Rhodes is a viable candidate to come back and do something like win the Royal Rumble. I think but Cody Rhodes is a viable candidate to take Roman Reigns on, even though it's a bigger versus smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's possible. Jason, Justin Tucker, do you think Cody Rhodes could go one-on-one with the big dog? I believe so. Yeah. Because he because Cody was big when Roman was just getting in. Right. See, well, I think, I, I think Cody was on the way out. I think he was just stuck being stardust and he just sort of started being his own thing. <laughs> I can't um, remember what that was, but yeah. I love Stardust. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I'm sorry, I did. Um, I want to throw one more name out there. I know we're getting into the the second. You know what? And I think two segments is going to be good here, Big Ugly, because yeah. I think we've gotten a lot of stuff yeah. because we don't want to give too much because we got to come back for 109. I mean, we right, got to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to throw out one more name, Bray Wyatt. I've seen a lot of rumor and innuendo coming around saying that he's come to a a, a big long-term deal with the right people and the right company and, and Triple H and the WWE. So if they were to bring him back in any form or fashion, I think a mixture of everything that he was doing before, including The Fiend, I think, and if they do it, I mean, obviously he's been up there and he's he's had the title before and I think he could be another viable contender because if he comes back, it's a hundred percent face. Bro, if he comes back, AEW might as well wrap it up. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> <laughs> what can you can't compete with that? All of the guys that they're bringing back, and then they bring back the Fiend. Come on now. <laughs> I'm intrigued with like uh, almost every segment on. I won't say all three hours of Raw because it's a long show, but I'm intrigued by watching Raw and SmackDown now more intrigued than I am watching AEW because I feel like it's hard to get invested in AEW because when you get invested, something happens and they back out, they switch, they change. So even though it's a huge monster run and you don't know who's going to come out of it, I'm very invested with WWE. I'm very invested every time the bloodline comes on the screen for whatever they come on. I'm very invested in Sami Zayn trying to be a part of the bloodline when he is and he isn't. Who knew that this would be so entertaining? Like I, I, I could not have imagined that Sami Zayn being a part of the bloodline would be great. And it, it is great. I love it. It is certainly great. I'm excited for Brock Lesnar to make a return on day one uh, in 2023 and lead up into WrestleMania. Uh, I'm excited to see if and when. Now, I only bring up The Rock's name because at the Super Bowl in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, he came out as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and did the intro for the Super Bowl. He did the same damn thing last Thursday night when yeah, the L.A. Rams mm-hmm. yep, had the opener on Thursday night at, so- <clears throat> at SoFi Stadium. He was wearing the half shirt, showing the tattoos, doing The Rock stuff, being The Rock. I think, I think <clears throat> that Triple H has enough history with The Rock, and Vince has enough influence to where if we can get – now – Will he be in the main event of WrestleMania against Roman Reigns? I don't know. Will he go into the Hall of Fame? He damn well better. This yeah. is it. This is and, when you put him in the Hall of Fame. 
Right. And my thing is, let's say the, I know we ain't got a lot of time. If the That's Rock all right. Do you beat the Rock? I mean, you got to beat him, right? Like, you can't you have gotta the beat rock. the Rock. You got to beat him, right? But you don't beat him one on one. You don't beat him clean. You right. beat him with this entire bloodline that you've been building up for two years. Right. You beat him with all the bullshit. That's the same stuff I was talking about. And, and Jason Justin Tucker, that main event at uh, Clash of the Castle with Drew McIntyre. Same stuff. Drew McIntyre did not get beat one on one. He got beat like five, six, seven on one. Mm-hmm. There was a whole lot of stuff going on in that match. Um, so right. that's so you gotta how protect you, the rock. Right. absolutely protect the rock, but get him in there, sell out that damn stadium. Um, Let- don't tell anybody what night that, that rock is going to come. Just tell him that he's coming right. or do the same thing. Like you did with Austin, promote him for both nights, have him do something on both nights. Yeah. What yeah. are you going to do? What are you gonna um, do? so anyway, that's, I, that's coming up. Go I'm going to say this, this last thing. I just want triple H. To bring back Enzo and Cass. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I've been wanting it. I'm hoping Triple H is in charge. I'm like, please, Enzo and Cass, they straighten themselves out. Let's get them back. Well, I tell you, I don't know what the contract is, but right now in AEW, uh, W. Morrissey is in AEW in one of those factions. But would you rather be in a faction getting lost in an AEW show, or would you rather come back to a huge pop, huge merchandise, huge push with Enzo and WWE? I I would love it. I think this is the time to do that. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know Big Cass was. I I knew he did that one off match. I didn't he know did. he was like signed to AEW. Okay. See, I don't know if he is or not because he's only been doing appearances here and there. Gotcha. So I, I don't know. Now we go. We going into the home stretch. Uh, we want to thank everybody for. We want to thank uh, Chris Schoen, uh Vinny Versace for joining us earlier, talking about EWA Evolution, September twenty fourth in Bel Air. Check out EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Um, call Jim Christian. Get tickets. Go do it now. Um, and then all leading up to January twenty eighth, Rage in a Cage. Every match in a steel cage in Bel Air. It's going to be great. Uh, been great to have everybody on this podcast shout outs to cm funk shout outs to jam and jason and jason justin tucker um yeah glad to have you let's say you're you're the main event segment here buddy yeah that's what happens you needed to come into the main event he's the Um, baby face that uh wwe been looking for (laughs) all right i'll start training now yeah (laughs) you got the performance center on on the speed dial that's great um and this has been great. There's a lot of things happening. It's September. Uh, pretty soon, fall's coming. The clocks are going to change. Holidays are coming, all that stuff. But we're going to make sure we meet for 109, um, probably sometime in October. But definitely uh, share this podcast with everybody. Um, you know, we, we, we love talking. We love listening. And we love hearing from everybody uh, about things that we want to talk about on the podcast. And we appreciate people coming up to us and saying, hey, man, listen to the podcast. We enjoyed it. Um, there's something for everybody on this podcast. So... It's 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 great. Big ugly man. Been doing this six years, almost six and a half. Uh, every time we pay that SoundCloud bell, we're, we're going to do it for that that whole year because yeah, we paid exactly. up. We pay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but we we you know, and SoundCloud gave us our start, and from there we've you know offshot to a lot of different things. Yes. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. It's everywhere. Yes. Um, anybody else got any last words of wisdom before we get knocked off here? See, uh, Jason, Justin, Tucker, mm-hmm. anything else? Um, I'm just thinking the same thing you are. I'm hoping that maybe, um, uh, Kaz can come back. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see. Kaz, Big Show, Mark Henry, all these guys that jumped, maybe jump back. Did you say Kaz or Taz? Kaz? Um, no, the one you said. Oh, Big uh, Kaz. Oh, Big yeah. Kaz. Oh, I was going to yeah. say. 
I'm th- now I'm thinking about Tez. No, yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, big cast and Enzo. I don't Hornet. think Tez is coming back. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. We got some things happening. We got Big Ugly. How about you? What's your go home? Uh, two things. Number one, have y'all been watching the biographies? Like the A and E. Oh, those are really yeah, good. Yeah, the A and E stuff is yeah. great. A and E stuff good. is great. Second hey, thing. Go ahead. It's going to be sad that Pat McAfee's going to be gone, man. This guy has been one of the best like commentators in the past like decade or so. Like he's been great. So, but Pat McAfee, you know, he'll be on a hiatus for a while. Yeah, he's a part timer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to th- I want to throw this out there. We did create a third segment, and I uh, we tr- we tried to talk about it. We didn't talk about it. How about we take a part of that third segment as a bonus to our listeners and talk about Cobra Kai for just a couple of minutes? Okay. Because you're not not the whole segment, but just a couple of minutes. And, and Jason, Justin, Tucker, if you want to join us, do that too. Because uh, we talked about it offline, but we didn't. And Cobra Kai, and we're going to talk about streaming and talk about that kind of stuff for a minute. So don't go anywhere. We're, we were wrapping it up, but we, we, we're we fooling you. It's a, it's a smaz. It's a bullshit. We are switching up the booking right here because we're going to do a third segment right here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, especially for the fans. So Jason, Justin, Chucker, Big Ugly, let's jump into segment three and let's talk about Cobra Kai. So uh, we appreciate you all. Don't go anywhere. We're not deucing out yet. We're going to talk about Cobra Kai and other stuff when we come back. And we're back. Yes, yes, yeah, for the third segment of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast bonus segment, episode 108. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big guy. And we are joined by Jason Justin Tucker. And uh, we just decided at the last minute we called an audible and because we were going to talk about some stuff. And uh, this is some interesting stuff. We were talking about a lot of streaming, especially during the pandemic. Now we're going to talk about some streaming. We're going to talk about some binge watches. We're going to talk about Netflix, HBO Max, Paramount, whatever else is out there. Um, just had the Emmys, uh, a lot of stuff, won a lot of Squid Game, won some prizes. Uh, Ted Lasso won some prizes. I've seen them both all the way through. Love them. Um, but specifically, want to talk about the most recent Cobra Kai. Um, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts? Strike first, <laughs> strike hard, no mercy. That's my thoughts. Now, before... There are there there gives me some spoilers in here, but I don't know if anybody has watched it yet or have not. But if you're listening to this podcast, we might give some spoilers, so you might want to listen to this third segment later on after we talked about this. Big ugly, I think you said you watched up to a little bit, maybe episode three. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Okay. How about you, uh, Jason Justin Tucker? Do you watch Cobra Kai at all? Have you watched any of it? I haven't been watching it, but I don't mind spoilers because I'll just like look at it and anyway. Don't okay. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Now, Big Ugly, you asked me, what do I think? Yep. Um, here's what I think. I love Cobra Kai. I waited for a year for this this season to come out. Um, really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I know I don't think they've greenlit season six yet, but they should. Uh, I want them to. I, I'm, I am amazed. And all the I, I go back and watch the interviews and behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, these are movies that were made 35 years ago. Um. Yeah, these, like like Ralph Macchi, whatever his name is. Ralph um, Macchio. Yeah, Macchio. I mean, the guy's in his 60s. Yeah. He's in his 60s. <clears throat> Billy Zabka's close to his 60s or in mm-hmm. his 60s. Um, the guy playing Chosen, the guy, all the characters, the main characters, anyway, are up there in their 60s mm-hmm. or close to it or higher. And these characters are as well relevant now as they ever were. And Karate Kid, the first movie, was one of the – one of the biggest movies of all time at the time. Karate Kid 2 was okay. Karate Kid 3 didn't do 
well back then. Now, all of those movies are relevant as F. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> I, I enjoy the character arcs, the creative storytelling uh, on Cobra Kai that they can get you through 10 episodes and make you binge watch all of them and want you to. And the fact that everybody wants more and is clamoring for more. I, I love it. Now I, I will go into details in a minute, but what about you, big ugly? How do you feel about this resurgence? I've never seen a, a re- retro resurgence like this. Have you? I, I don't think I have. And I will say it, it's amazing because even for me, like I like the karate kid, you know, from back in the day, but I, I've kind of like, you know, I kind of just forgotten about it. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I saw the Karate Kid, but it's like this show made me reinvested in that, you know, especially yeah. the way that they would use the flashbacks from the from the movies to oh, bring yeah. it into the show. Listen, Cobra Kai season one and two, to me, yo, those are like the best two seasons of television I've seen. You Like, they were so good together, like those two seasons. <clears throat> I I, it, I don't even I don't even know how to explain it. It's such and a they good were show. on YouTube for God's sake. Yeah, YouTube started it. Yeah. Yeah. And they did such a great job. I will say my my only complaint, and I you you seem to like this season five. And I do. A, a friend of mine likes season five, which tells me I'm probably gonna like it in the end. <laughs> the one thing that I'm saying that I would talk about right now is that I'd be feeling like it, it's kind of like it started off with like two guys that had a high school rivalry that kind of just can't let stuff go. Right. Right. And to me, that was like very believable. And then because of that, it kind of trickled down into like, you know, they started almost trickling down into their students. Right. But the funny part to me is like, like there's that one part in the beginning where Terry Silver brings in like all of these like evil dojo master, you know what Mm. I'm saying? It was like, it was almost like creating like this, like, like they're like, Evil, like it's almost like uh like super villain dojo master. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's just like so it definitely pushes the boundaries of becoming like very like corny, even though technically it's probably always been that, but it's it's definitely getting more into that kind of thing. But I'm still yeah. enjoying the ride. Yeah, you got the action, you got the comedy, and but you also have the heart. I mean, there's there's so many arcs of stories here, and you gotta gotta remember now. This is the, yeah, this is wrapped around two guys who had a karate tournament 35, 38 years ago, and one of them won, one of them didn't, and that's and they're taking that one moment, this one story, and they're recreating the entire Karate Kid universe with characters that we never thought we'd see again correct I, um one of my biggest complaints over the last i think like at least at, at, at least last season was i feel like they started taking a lot of the attention away from johnny lawrence and yeah I, I really just want them to get i i feel like cobra kai does better when johnny is in the forefront when it's mostly all coming from his perspective like yeah. that's what i enjoy personally I think that's the that's the point of everything. It's that's why it's not that series is not called Miyagi Do. It's called Cobra Kai. Right. You want to yeah. root for the villain. I mean, honestly, or at least parts of what the villains stand for. Yeah. Now, before we go any further, Jason Justin Tucker, you saw all the original Karate Kid movies one, two, and three. I did. Okay. And uh, you seen any of Cobra Kai? Clips and just um, highlights, pretty much. Okay. So it's. I want to ask you as as somebody who's not as, you know, so far invested in this, knowing that the original Karate Kid movies, if you had an opportunity to watch any of those characters today, 
what they were doing today. What is the most interesting one to you? Is it Johnny Lawrence? Is it, um, is it uh, Daniel LaRusso? I mean, obviously it's not Mr. Miyagi because he's long since passed, but you know, or is it anybody else from any of the other movies? What's, what's most interesting to you? What do you want to see as a fan? Uh, I would be in, definitely interested in seeing um, Ralph Macho's character. What's he doing now? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's he with? Who's he hanging with? Uh, is he married? I don't know. <laughs> he's right, right now. I'll tell. I'll tell you what he's doing now. He's running a car. Well, <laughs> he's running a car dealership. Okay. Very, very successful. He's married with two kids. Um. And, and I think, and, and this is going back to something the Big Ugly said, the, the focus has been kind of going towards these new batch of kids um, in the in the last season, especially um, that, you know, Dan, Daniel's kid, uh, Mary Mauser's character, the uh, the girl, and also um, Tori, the bad girl on the Cobra Kai side, um, Miguel, and uh, who also uh, Robbie, who ends up being Johnny Lawrence's son. So, there's all these character arcs that you would never think of. And when you think they can't take it any further, they, they will. And when you finish season five, Big Ugly, you will understand this. Because um, season five starts off with a couple of different things with Miguel going to Mexico to try yeah. to find his actual father. Yeah. Um, you know, it also starts off with, oh, by the way, um, Crease is in jail uh, because T- T- Terry Silver set him up. Um, so there, there's all these things that get resolved and then other things become more relevant. And then at the end of season five, you're thinking, okay, so where do they take this now? What cliffhangers did they actually leave? Um, cause they seem to, by the end of season five, they seem to say, you know what, if it ends here, it ends here. They've wrapped enough up in a little bow to, to end it if they want to, but I don't, I just don't, I think there's too much steam on this. You cannot kill something when it's doing this, this well. I don't. I just don't think it. Just like Stranger Things, I don't think they could have ended it where they ended it before. We're going to talk about Stranger Things in a minute. You're talking but, about um, ending the show? No, yeah. no, they're, they're going to green light it. Here's the thing: they have to. It's, it, it's obvious that this show. If you look at the time that it's releasing, they're shooting these and editing these pretty rapidly, right? Yeah, like they're not taking the same amount of time. This show does not seem to cost that much, and it does not take that long to shoot. So, I, and it being, it, it's kind of becoming like a Netflix staple. And yeah. it, has, it has a huge following. I don't think they stop. I would hope not. I mean, I know they're all getting up in the 60s years old, but that's the thing about bringing in a, a new cast. It's like they're NXT of Karate Kid. Right. You got these younger kids that can take on major storylines. I love it. Um. All right. So did I know you haven't watched further. Have you heard anything about the rest of season five, Big Ugly? No, I have not heard about the rest of season five, um, okay. but – I am going to just start like binging through it. Um, you should. Yes. Did you watch? You said about three episodes. Did you watch episode three? Did they? Did 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 they meet up with another former uh, Karate Kid uh, universe person yet? No, I have not gotten there. Damn it! Yeah, I want to talk about it. You well, you know people. Go, yeah, from the, just go ahead. Just go ahead. You know the people in the universe are coming. Yeah. Well, this is this was teased. Um, we did see a picture of uh, Sean Keenan who plays Mike Barnes. We did see a picture of that several months ago that he's going to be involved in this. You just don't know how, and you don't know where I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But it's it, again, you never see it come. It's like an RKO. 
Uh, you, you you have no idea. And then when the end of the season comes, like they, they will surprise you so many times during the season. It's incredible. And there's a couple other callbacks. There's a couple of other retro characters, which is great. Here's what I'm going to tell you. At the end of the season – you're going to you're going to see more you're going to understand that this especially being on Netflix and these characters growing there's more violence there's more language it it gets a little bit more intense but there's also a little bit more corniness a little bit more heart too so i think you're going to enjoy it oh man i'm excited yeah, i'm going to start watching watch more of that tonight yeah so let me jump back then um so obviously these streaming services are doing a lot of things um Elvis actually just came out on HBO, which is it was just in the theaters and did fantastic in the theaters. And now it's out on HBO and HBO Max. Love it. Um, Want to go back to earlier this year, Stranger Things, the final season is being released in. Uh, I think I thought that the most recent season was released in two parts. A um, lot of long episodes. Did either of you see Stranger Things, the most recent one? Jason, Justin Tucker? Yes, I finished it. You did. How about you, Big Ugly? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're uh, see. This is what I was going to bring up at the end of the other podcast, but I forgot because we got on tangents talking about pro wrestling. For God's sake, um, this is what we do. So I enjoyed the hell out of the most recent season of Stranger Things, and obviously they left that one on a huge cliffhanger. Um, there, there's more. There's more to go, and they're making more. Uh, but. I got to I got to tell you when they bring in things like Eddie playing Master of Puppets a 40-year-old Metallica song yes. uh, and just rocking that out most metal ever I was like and, and then they killed killed Eddie off. I mean I, I'm not going to say anything about spoilers about this one because if you haven't seen Stranger Things yet uh there's something wrong with you. Uh it's been out for a while. Yes. Um did y'all like this season? Did you enjoy it? Are you ready for more? Do you have any uh, comments, tips, tricks, anything? Jason, Justin, Tucker, we'll start with you this time. Um, I enjoyed all the seasons, and this last season, uh, really, like you really wanted to watch the next episode, <laughs> but also you didn't want it to end. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're ready for the next season to come out. I am. You're ready for more. I don't know if they're going to, I mean, they're probably in production of this now. I don't know if they're going to release it in two parts like they did the other one, but I mean, I know Netflix and other streaming services have been talking about going to, because uh, some of the streaming services release things like one or two episodes at a time and not the whole thing at once um, to kind of try to spread it out. But I don't know. I'm I'm all about binging it. But anyway, Big Ugly, what do you think of season? Uh, I, I guess that's season four of Stranger Things. Um, both parts, any of the episodes, any of the highlights, lowlights. I got one for you, but I want to hear what you you think first. Um, I think that the highlight of the season four of Stranger Things was the Vecna and tying everything back to season one ah. and, and tying it all together because. I remember in season three, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, damn, this is kind of getting a bit repetitive. Like, yeah. it don't seem like it's leading anywhere. And yeah. then in season four, they pretty much did away with all of my concerns. They were like, no, this is how it all relates. And this is what's been going on. And it's like, oh, you know, so the, bringing it all together for me was the highlight. That's that's huge. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, one and, and two following up one was OK. Three was just kind of seemed uh, I don't know, didn't seem like it flowed well with everything else but i think you have concerns that others had and when they did four they made sure to tie it all back around but i i honestly didn't know there was another season coming i thought they were going to wrap it all up but they did not because they left a huge cliffhanger because the upside down is now 
pretty much uh, up there in the real world, even yeah. though they did all this fighting and they did all this trying to battle Vecna and try to save all the uh, all their friends and everything like that. A couple of their friends died, and now the Upside Down and, and Vecna and all that is, is closer than ever. So how do they get out of this? I mean, what what do they got left? Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely go- this is going to be it. You know, I know they wanted to go to five seasons. I, yeah. You know, obviously, I don't know how it's going to turn around. I think the good thing that I'm hoping for is that they bring everybody back together. I, I think season four, the one thing I didn't care for was like how split up everyone is. Like everyone was so split up. Yeah. Like the the Mike and Will storyline with them and where they were with the van and Jonathan, I did not care for that at all. Like that I, part was kind of boring to me. I got you, but. I think getting the kids, getting the original core kids back together, I think is going to be good. Yeah. And uh, you're getting all the cast actually back together. You had uh, uh, Hopper, who was over in Russia, you know, basically trying to battle out of Russia that whole time. And, yeah, you know, uh, they had some Hulk Hogan T-shirts over there. I saw that. That was pretty cool. A lot of 80s stuff, retro stuff, obviously. That's where the series is set. But here's the the one. I I like the series. It made me invested again. I want to watch the fifth. I can't wait. But – what about Robert freaking England coming back, oh, yeah. coming in and camoing a cameo, basically tying Stranger Things into Freddy Krueger? I mean, come on now. That was a perfect character for him, a perfect segue for the story. And I popped for that. Honestly, I literally popped for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I mean, yeah. Who's uh, that? That's the you're bringing the horror world of Stranger Things, and then you're taking the horror world from the '80s, and you're you're kind of putting them together. I mean, how much better do you get than that than having? And obviously, I'm glad it was a cameo. Nothing against Robert England. I know he's in his '70s, whatever the case may be. But you you needed just that that presence saying, "Oh shit!" Now this series, this season's getting serious. Yeah, like, this is real stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, I loved it. What did you think? Did you watch any of the Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason, Justin talked to? Or did you like the, the Robert oh, Englund character? I watched them all. I have the set of DVDs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. The box sets are hard to find these days. Oh, dude, speaking of box sets, okay, another tangent. Um, This is not this kind of off track. <laughs> tangent on tangent. Um, There's a retro place up in, I want to say it's Harford County. Uh, they sell retro video games, retro toys, DVDs, things like that. I found a three-disc set of Thunder in Paradise starring Terry Hulk Hogan from the mid-90s. These were some made-for-TV movies that were absolutely shit. Um, they were terrible. Pardon my language for any of the listeners who might not be uh, offended by that. I'm sorry. But they're so funny. They're so bad. They're so funny. They got like people like Jimmy Hart and Brutus Beefcake and uh, Giant Gonzalez, all these like mid-90s, like, early 90s wrestlers in these movies. And they're so goofy. The sort of storylines are so weird. But the fact that I found that and that I own that, I'm proud of that. Thunder in Paradise. YouTube that and see how bad that is. No offense to anybody, but it's just bad. But I found it. I also found Suburban Commando um, that was, and Mr. Nanny also on DVD, which was hard to find as well. But uh, Hulk Hogan movies from the 90s. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, 
any other seasons or series before we we jump off of this segment for this bonus segment of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast? That anything anybody's watching out there? Anything that you're excited about? Anything you've been watching? Jason, Justin, Tucker, we'll start with you. I'm watching She-Hulk right now. What you She-Hulk is that uh, Disney Plus? Yes. Ah, oh, She-Hulk. What do you think of it? It's good. Uh, um, uh, it's is it four or five seasons. It's uh, today was a new one, so I think it's like five or four of them right now. Okay, I hear that's a little bit more comical and less uh, less less involved in the comic book universe. It's more you know, it's more fan oriented. Yeah, it's really fan oriented, and she um breaks the fourth wall a lot. Does <laughs> she? Not a lot, but. Uh, I, I did some research and I found out that she does it in her comics too. Wow. That like in her comics, she'll just turn, she'll look straight at the reader and just say, well, wasn't that messed up or whatever, <laughs> she, whatever she, they want them to say, but she does that a lot. So yeah, they're, um, they're getting there. And um, I think they're bringing Daredevil into the um, Marvel universe. Okay. Very good. Is this something that you've been uh, you've been watching, Big Ugly, or uh, what? What else is on your radar these days? Yeah, yeah I've been watching She-Hulk. Um, honestly, I personally haven't enjoyed it that much, but oh, um, it's all right. Some of the Disney Fair shows enough. just they just don't hit with me. Uh, the Marvel shows, I mean, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I, I I really have not been able to catch up on anything. As you know, I'm behind on Cobra Kai, so sure. yeah, I, I started watching that Mike. Uh, uh, it's it's called Mike on Hulu, which is the biopic of uh, Mike Tyson. Oh. Um, yeah, and so that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'd say I gotta I gotta invest in Disney Plus. I still have I've got get little things here and there, but I uh, I gotta definitely check that out. Um, but I uh, I've heard some good things. You know, like I said I've watched the Elvis movie. I watched Clerks three recently. You know, some things are coming back in theaters. I've seen Top Gun. I know CM Funk is not the biggest fan of that, but there's some other things coming out. Some some good stuff. If you're either one of you are fans of the Kevin Smith universe, I encourage watching Clerks three whenever you can, wherever you can. Um, it's pretty good, and uh, just keep keep entertainment alive. Keep watching television, going to movies, checking out pro wrestling, of course. Um, keeping safe. Uh, there's a new vac. There's a new vaccine or new booster out there, I should say. So everybody keeps safe and everybody can continue to do that stuff. But this was a nice little bonus segment here uh, on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and I'm sure we're going to have more. Uh, Jason, Justin, Tucker, thank you again for joining us, and uh, Big Ugly, thanks for sticking around for three segments here. Uh-huh. And hopefully, we didn't uh, spoil anything. But I want to hear from you when we come back to episode 109 how you enjoyed the rest of Cobra Kai because that'll be a couple weeks down the road. Hopefully you'll be able to catch up by then. Yep. I will let you know. (laughs) All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. And everybody, thank you for listening to the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. And we will be back next time for you. As we say, three, two, one. Yeah.